Now you're living in Dallas now, right? I reside in Frisco, yes. Frisco, right, right. Oh, and I love that area. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna get ready in a minute. quick <laughs> i don't know what i don't know what happened they just cut off okay so let's get started with our show Knowledge is Power Podcast Live with your host, Tony Redford, and my co-hosts, LaDonna Sherwood and Francis Lawkins. Knowledge is Power Podcast Live starts now. Francis, tell hey. us. Hey, how are you? We're back I'm good. Again. How are you today? Tuesday. I'm great, great. I've got, we've got a special guest tonight, and we are going to be discussing uh, National Domestic Violence Awareness Month with my relative of mine, a distant relative of mine, uh, Linnell um, Renfro Farr. I got that right that time, didn't I? You got it. All right. Well, would you tell them about the, uh, uh, the, uh, the NWACP Youth Council Golf Tournament? Absolutely. I am proud to say that the NAACP of Beaumont and the Youth Council is hosting its first annual Lafayette Spivey Juniors Golf Tournament. And it is scheduled for in a couple of days, actually, October the 9th, 2021. Pre-registration is $65.00. For one player and two sixty for a team. As far as far as we know, there's still teams and spots available. So sign up. Registration is seventy five dollars for the first player and three hundred for a team. So seven a.m. registration begins. Seven fifteen putting contest. Eight thirty shotgun start. One p.m. luncheon awards. So register 
sponsor or donate and that contact information is listed right there and it's bmt naacp at hotmail.com all right thank you so much you are so welcome you know, i'm trying to figure out where am i now i'm switching behind the screen on so much so i'm going to go back and read I'm, I, I have to, so yeah i'm going to read this because i could not do uh, it i could not um um uh, uh, convert it from a uh, uh, DOXC or CX to a uh, PDF or JPEG. So I'm going to read it out. The Baptist <laughs> Ministers Union of Beaumont, Texas and Facility, uh, President Pastor Elmo Shoshan, uh, okay. the Faith and the Medical Science Working Together Forum. And it's going to be at the ba Borden Chapel Baptist Church, 3495. Rolling Road, uh, the host is going to be Reverend Aaron Reynolds Jr. That's this, right. this Sunday, August the 10th at 4 o'clock. Um, it is going to be great. It's going to give a, a vaccine misinformation. It's going to tell you about all those good things that's going on. Um, um, the faulty thinking and understanding of the tra tracking advice and mark of the beast uh, and inability to have children. It's going to give you all kinds of things that's going to give you the, those of people who are watching I mean, I'm sorry, not watching, but I've always heard about things about the yeah. vaccine and misinformed. So they're also going to talk about uh, God gives us the freedom to choose, and they're going to explain the social media versus science. What are you going to do with the choices? And uh, taking the vaccine effect community and how you live. So that's going to be great. That's going to be this Sunday, the 10th. And also, remember, if you're going to attend, the temperatures are checked, and the mass and social distancing will be enforced at this event. Uh, it's going to be a great event. I'm, if you can, you if you can find this information on Knowledge's Power Podcast page, and you can uh, share it and print it and move on. All right. So I thought great. I heard. So I Hallelujah. thought. Yeah. All right. So now I'm going to bring my. Uh, <laughs> look. Wait a minute. What is this? Who is this? What? What? Oh, I can't say nothing. I was MIA on Sunday. Yeah. So. Hey. hey how are you? I don't know if she can hear it. Hey, I was yeah. I was um picking up prints and I'm still running around, but anyway, I'm here. Okay, great. We're great. Nauseous Power Podcast Live is now on Facebook, Spotify, YouTube, LinkedIn, Twitter, Apple iTunes, and quite a bit more. Okay. So let me bring out our guests. And there she is, my favorite cousin. Another one of my favorite cousins, that's Linnea Renfro Falk. So let me ask you this. Uh, this is the first time she, uh, you and I have met yes. on, on, on this podcast. Lord we have met, mercy. We, yes. met ten, we met 10 minutes ago. Oh, yes. Lord have mercy. Yes. Uh, huh, huh. You can tell her Renfro, huh? Yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you. We don't, we, hey, we, we step out there now, but we don't, make, take no, we don't take no mess. Yes. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> We're here tonight, and, um, and I'm, I'm going to let my ladies, uh, my co-host LaDonna and Francis, is going to really host this show because it's about national domestic violence awareness. And also, we want Nail to just kind of tell us a little bit about her foundations and it's called We Are Survivors Foundation. Yes. So, well, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know if I needed to jump no, right yeah, in there. Yeah, That's jump right on in. Okay. All right. Uh, well, yes. Thank you so much, first off, for having me on here because um, anywhere that I can jump in to try to help educate and talk about this topic 
is a plus for me and my organization and the others that are out here doing the advocacy. So I thank you first and foremost for having me on the show. I want to say hello to the ladies. Um, we are Survivors Foundation. Yes, that is the organization that I work with. Crusades, again, for domestic and family violence. But we are survivors. Um, when, when you really hear that, you think about the fact that we survive a whole lot of everything. So although our organization stands on that platform, we get inquiries for a lot of different things that people are going, you know, just going through out here. Um, but yeah, Domestic Violence Awareness Month is in October. And it's, it's always been a hot topic as far as needing to spread the word and needing to just end it. But the pandemic has increased numbers dramatically. So now more than ever, <laughs> do we need to band together to spread the word? Okay. So, um, so with this organization, mm -hmm. we are Survivors Foundation. Mm -hmm. So you mentioned earlier um, behind the scenes that you were a board member. How did you find your way? What pulled your heartstrings to this organization? Yes. So um, we all... Everybody on the board is actually survivors, and that was not by design. We just gravitated towards one another. Uh, the president of this organization is Dr. Wanda McKinley, and I own a couple of other businesses. So in reaching out to her um, and wanting to donate one of my services to something she was speaking at, we kind of connected and we just really took off from there. I was enamored with her story. She's gone through 24 years consecutive abuse from, by her father and stepfather. So listening to her speak, I mean, a pin dropped, you know, in my heart. I have a domestic violence background as well. It was very easy for me to say, hey, put me in the game, coach. <laughs> Where do I need to go and what right. do I need to assist here? So how long have you been a part of this organization? I see it was established in December of 2014. Yes, I've been with the organization for five years at this point. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. Okay. I see also and, that... And you um, can, um, oh, I'm sorry. Ahead, if you could just tell us a little bit about what all does we our survivors do? What do you guys offer and what do you guys um, do for uh, survivors? Yes. Yeah, so when the survivors reach out to us, um, obviously we've connected with a lot of organ other organizations out around DFW and in some mm -hmm. surrounding states. So if we don't have the resources available, obviously we've built relationships where we can direct you know, people who need that assistance. But uh, we provide Survivors Avenue Support Group uh, we also partnered with El Central College for uh, their Pathways program that we can help people go back to school if they need to once they're able to get, you know, maybe out of their situation and needing some assistance there. We do individual and group counseling. We have um, licensed therapist sessions. We do education, obviously conduct webinars. We speak at, you know, schools um, as needed or different events throughout the city. We host an annual mother-daughter retreat oh, nice. to where we help to try to strengthen relationships that may have been damaged in way, you know, one way or another. We have partnered with organizations overseas as well. So we have a sister organization that works uh, with us out of Europe. And we have um, ties and organizations in Nigeria as well oh, that wow. we're we're just trying to get out there every, oh, everywhere broad. we can. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> um, <wow. laughs> and obviously wow. speaking engagements. And we also have a talk show 
there's I four. I see that. We are yeah. Survivor's Talk Show. I was yes. going to ask you about that. That's pretty interesting. It is. It's on little, Roku. Tell us a lot about that. Roku? Yes, it's on Roku, yep. and it comes on on Tuesdays at 7.30. So, um, it, it again, just comes directly in our want to educate and keep spreading the word. And just having topics. People will come on. They'll discuss what they've been through. You know, and it'll help us to empower others. Again, this platform opened the door for us to have people come on and talk about a lot of different things. So we don't really keep it specifically to domestic violence in that lane because there's a need for a lot of assistance in a lot of areas out here. So I found it quite interesting because automatically, like probably many others, when you think of domestic violence or abuse, you think of women. Mm -hmm. I noticed here that you not only mention women, but men. Yes. I was just getting ready to say, do you find that many of the domestic violence survivors are both men and women or women only, or how does that work? We do have... um, I will say that we do have more women that will reach out and want to talk about it. And I think um, some of that may come a little bit from the male ego just a bit. You know, it's different when a man's kind of going through a domestic violence situation, but they are out there and they definitely have reached out to us. I recall one day just kind of being on uh, social media, our platform there, and a gentleman reached out to me directly from Spain and he was panicked he needed somewhere to go immediately. And I'm here in the U S thinking, how do I help this individual clear in Spain? But it was just a blessed day because we got it done. I literally was able to, I mean, I'm talking to this person in one, uh, probably my phone, I think, and I'm on my laptop on the other. And because we also have support from them here, I just kind of did some searches and was able to connect him with assistance there. So, yeah, you just got to get involved. (laughs) You just really got to get involved sometimes. Yeah. So what is it, the the major request that a lot of your survivors um, of abuse need? Is there main things or is there a plethora or? Um, It definitely depends on, you know, on the individual circumstance. Mm -hmm. They a lot of times need somewhere to go now. Yeah. Right now. And. The heartbreaking part of that is there's not enough shelters. There's not enough beds, even right here in the DFW, which you would think have, you know, tons because of the number of people that are here. There's a major shortage. So our goal at this point is uh, to secure transitional housing. That way they can if they need to come right now, we can get them there. Now, we do have some, again, other organizations that can work with them on an emergency need, but that's if they can get it. Okay. Do you guys have 24 hour, uh, a call center? Do you, how, how do you connect with the people in need of your services? Yes. Okay. So we definitely, um, always out there putting out pamphlets, spreading the word using our foundation number. We do have, um, the number out here. There's also, and I'm sorry, I'll say what that number is. The phone number is 214-454-2933. And they can call that number and somebody is always answering there. Then, of course, you have, um, you know, the National Domestic Violence Hotline. And that number is 1-800-799-SAFE. So between those, hopefully, you know, as quickly as possible, somebody can get there to provide some sort of assistance. Okay. Uh, Lanelle, question. Yes. Yes. Are you a witness of... um, 
uh, domestic violence? Not only have I witnessed it, I've experienced it firsthand and different types. Right. And you know what? The reason I'm saying that I have never said this before, never, never said it before. Um, and I can say it now. Uh, but I grew up in a, in a, in a domestic violence uh, surroundings mm -hmm. as a child. Mm -hmm. And there was no support system, you know. And I, it, it, you know, as a kid growing up, and nobody knows what goes on in everybody's house. You know, you say, "Oh, that's a beautiful family. They got together. They doing this and they doing that." But I grew up in a domestic violent house, and my mother, all she can do is just get that get that ass whooping, and we go mm -hmm. all go to bed. Mm -hmm. We couldn't, you know, the only support system we had to run to the the, the my grandmother's house, her mother's house, but. I wouldn't. I wouldn't want that on anybody to grow up into because it, it affects you mentally. It does. Yes. And I. I promised, growing up, and this I'm gonna say, growing up, I said I would never ever be that type of person. I, I'm never gonna live my life that way. Mm -hmm. And and I catch myself sometimes. It crossed my mind. Now I am sixty six years old. I don't have a memory like I used to. I can remember things that happened in life and I did so much in life. But I can remember those 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 those, those whippings and mm -hmm. those those domestic uh, um, incidents that happened mm -hmm. in our household that kept a bitter taste in my mouth. And I I I applaud you for what you're doing because now today it's no excuse for a woman or man to accept uh, domestic abuse because there are outlets, there's their support system that they can go to. I just think that sometimes, Tony, being in a domestic violence situation, it's not that there's not an excuse. Sometimes people really believe that the situation is hopeless. They believe this is how domestic violence actually takes place oftentimes is that they believe there is no other option or this is the best option that they're in or sometimes that their options are few or that they will not be believed or that they will not be received or that, that life cannot continue without this person. Um, that's why these particular programs are very important. Right. Right. And, and I'd like to add to that, like domestic violence is defined as physical, emotional, psychological, financial, and child, stalking or sexual harm. So you have to think of how many, how many areas is that being pulled from, you know, as this person is victimizing someone else. It's layers upon layers. So oftentimes the victim there, you know, it's a warped sense of love first off, you know, and then secondly, you've got all these other things coming at you. Like she said, you might feel like you can't get out. You don't have the financial means to get out. He's going to find me. Somebody's going to tell him there's no safe mm -hmm. place to go. I've got these kids. What am I going to do with these five kids? You know, hopefully right. that's not the case, but it's so much right. that will keep a person stuck in that position. Well, I was jokingly saying that, but there's, I've just, I just couldn't imagine, you know, um, you know, feeling not not so much as desperate but just having no other alternatives but to stay in that situation so it's really good when you have people with the heart to you know to organize such a such a group um such a meaningful group as what you're a part of i just think it's 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 awesome 
because those I mean, again, I can't imagine it. But if if I felt hopeless, if I felt like there was no place for me to go and no one to turn to, no one I could trust. I mean, it's good to know that organizations like yours exist. And you guys are based in Dallas, right? I hear you say DFW. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. So our target audience is here in Beaumont, Golden Triangle, and the surrounding areas. Do you guys have a partnership with anyone in our area locally for anyone that may be watching, anyone that may be afraid to speak out about it? And, and he it just so happens to hear this tonight. Yes. Um, no, and I'm sorry. Um, no, we don't have partnership there, but we are open to that. Anyone who feels like, I mean, we are totally welcoming to anyone who, um, I won't say as far as board, because you do have to have qualifications to be on board. Right. But, you know, as far as team members and, you know, people out there who are kind of what we consider our own whistleblowers that can let us know if other people need help. We will do the best that we can from this area, but we would love a partnership with other organizations there. And I know that locally we have Gina and um, Regina who own. Um, the salon that have a, a nonprofit, a heart for purpose, and they work with domestic violence survivors. Um, I don't have their phone number right off, but while I'm on, I will look for that just for somebody locally to have it? an organization. Is it Deluxe it's Chavo? Gina. Okay, yes, Deluxe Chavo. And they yeah. have a nonprofit, uh, a heart for purpose, yeah. and it's uh, geared towards. Correct. Um, okay. Yeah. And Regina too. Uh, anyway, geared towards a heart for purpose. I I, I don't know all the uh, uh, specs and phone numbers. I'm going to look that up, but they, they do do that as well. If you ladies are listening, put your contact information in the comments. <laughs> so what is, what is your greatest moment of being in this organization? my greatest moment um Has i think there been one of those moments that you knew exactly that you were in the right place other than meeting the founder yes when i knew i used to pray well i pray a lot <laughs> but i used to have a specific prayer and that was i wanted I'm to sorry. be strong like a lioness for the kingdom and i wanted that i wanted my roar to be heard I knew that I was in the right place when I found out the organization's slogan was hear me roar. And so as I'm talking to the founder and we're coming together, um, that's what really let me know on a spiritual level that I was in the right place at the right time to be doing what I was doing with the foundation. My greatest accomplishment, I don't know that I can say I have one because again, people have reached out to us for a number of reasons and it, it only can warm your heart over and over when you can, help them, you know, help them through it or get them the assistance they need. But for somebody, again, I'm sorry to contact me from Spain and me to be able to help get that. Look, I was, we're, we're, look, we're putting in work over here. So I was, that was a very, very proud, proud moment for me. I've never been to Spain, so I don't know anybody in Spain, you know, so that was a proud right. moment for me. Your work is global. Yes, yeah, so we've actually got more following by way of the, the TV show and, and the organization. We did an international awards gala here in Dallas. Oh, wow. We had people come in from other countries and had to go through a lot to get them cleared to come here. And it was at the Historical Hall of State in Fair Park. Um, 
that gained us, that's a, that also helped to gain us our international um, notice, if you will. So we've got a larger following overseas than we do here domestically. Really? Yes, we do. You find that you have more cases in, in other places or, you know, in other countries or just other places in the world, like more than the United States? I mean, I wouldn't, not that I would know, but I would just think not so much. Mm-hmm. Africa, especially. Mm. Africa, especially. Really? Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. Africa, especially because you, you know, you're, you're coming into tradition. You're coming into now modern times and, people, right. you know, it's that sort of thing. Okay. Mm. But then wow. again, later on the pandemic. Now you're stuck in the place where you can't go to work to escape him because he's being aggressive. You can't do these different things. So now you're isolated to the house. Right. So wow. not only did domestic violence increase, child abuse shot through the roof. Right. Mm. You know, the kids aren't at school where somebody can look over and say, oh, my gosh, I might need to report this. So that means all of us who are outside and at home as well have to just kind of be not all in their business, but you just got to take note when you can tell that something's just not, something's not right. You know, you know, here's another, here's another um, domestic violence. Everybody thinks saying domestic violence is, uh, is physical, but there also is, it's more mental mm-hmm. domestic violence than anything. Mm-hmm. And, and they play the role of the of the victim, and I've seen it happen many times before. And like you said, it's it's mentally it's 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 very devastating to you. It is because they have nowhere. They have no self esteem. They they after they don't know if they can make it without that 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 relationship. I, I better stay here because I don't know how long I'm going to live. But you you. It's not that. It's just not that way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like you said, a little bit hopeless. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to just want to keep the faith and know that something better is out there for you. Right. You know, it can get pretty bad. You know, you may have to rely on on a shelter for a short period of time. And, and none of these things are favorable. Nobody wants to do that, truly. You know, especially if you don't have family that you can count on. I will say that at one point in time when I was going through my own domestic violence, situation at 17, mm-hmm. 18 years old, right? Mm-hmm. I would go flee to family, but because family loved him and I come from like eight direct women, his mm-hmm. sisters from my grandma. Right. So they would, you know, in those in that space, yeah. it's a thing of, well, you have a man, he's working, he's taking care of home. You just need to go home. And I'm like, this is not right. Like, something's really wrong. Cool way of thinking. Something is really wrong. So, you know, you can't, a lot of times, you know, he smooths his way. Oh, I just love her, you know, and I need her to come back home and these things or whatever. But yeah, if you don't have somewhere that you can go that you just feel safe, yeah, you will oftentimes be stuck right there. Hmm. So, so you said, yeah, it is. And you said oh that those numbers basically heightened during COVID. They did. Yes. I did aggression. Agree. Yeah. And frustration. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, so right now, that, that 
that needs to be counseling as well. Mm-hmm. Mental counseling. I'm talking for the children. Yes. Because they can grow up with that and um, it'll affect them and mm-hmm. their actions are uh, become you know, just uh, they, 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 their, their reactions of things like that would make them uh, confused and anxiety mm-hmm. and and they don't know how to handle those things because they're mm-hmm. at that age. They're, they're not. They're too young to know how to handle it. Correct. So it, you know, a lot of them need mentally therapy. Mm-hmm. And this is definitely where the generational curse, right? Absolutely, that's comes what, that, in. That's right. That's right. That's what we have this, that from. Yeah. From our fathers, 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 fathers. You know, mm-hmm. uh, our mothers, mothers, whatever. And that's how the generation curse happens. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, go ahead. No, I was just, just, oh, oh, no, I'm sorry. You go. You're the expert. You go. No, no, I didn't want to <laughs> overstep you. Um, no. I guess when I think of that, it just comes down to, like you said, the children are watching this. Again, that's that warped sense of love. You know, this is just our normalcy. Mm-hmm. Like we see this all the time. So this has to be the way you do things as adult, you know, as an adult. So when she gets out of line, I'm just going to snatch her, you know, or whatever, <laughs> whatever the case is. Mm-hmm. But um, you're right. The therapy needs to start. Um, at a very young age, I'm completely on board for that. Everybody, we all need therapy. Yeah. Everybody. 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 And that's okay. And that's yeah. okay. Hey, see, I'm bipolar, but everybody bipolar. <laughs> <laughs> to some degree or another. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hell, I'm just crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's okay to suffer as long as you admit it. I told you I am, I am. It don't need me hiding about it. But <laughs> yeah, so you know, we we all have a little taste of it. Yeah. Uh, but I'm going to go to the comment board because this is something that uh, someone brought up, to, and I'd like to say this. this is Tasha Davis. She said that's that's some of the things that brings to kind of Gabby Patillo mm-hmm. uh, case. She admitted to assault on her fiance. Now she's dead. Had someone gone to jail. She may still be alive, uh, whether or not she said it to protect him, we would never know. And, mm-hmm. and it sounded like she was trying to protect him as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because you don't want them to get in trouble. It's like you got you have that moment where you may have to fight back. Mm-hmm. I've been there and done that as well. Like my abuser just kept testing and kept testing. And after a while, I got to the point where I was just like, I can't keep doing this. Uh-huh. So when I actually came out fighting, I blacked his eye. Right. I blacked his eye, but it was that was an attempt to get him off of me because he had me up by my neck. Right. So, um, you know, you do get finally to that point of where you you have to fight back at some point. But then again, here comes the police. And that's where that that catch 22 is. You know, when Mm. people get killed for intervening, like I'm trying to save you, but then you, you know, are siding here. And so that can become a big problem. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm going to get to another one, uh, uh, Terry Roy. I don't know if he's still around. Uh, the abuser usually takes the emotional stability from the abuse and makes them think it's okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What do you got to say about that, Nanel? It's, it's dead on. Mm-hmm. It's dead on. Um, if I can confuse, you know, just keep you confused, keep you in a... It, an emotional roller coaster type state. You're you're fearful one minute. I'm loving you the next. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's just it's just a myriad of all of these trapped feelings. Yeah, and you you don't know whether you're coming or going at times. Mm-hmm. So so sound like to me is that there is not enough support system uh, to help 
the uh, victim? No, there's not. Uh, and and that's... there's probably not enough people just encouraging them to come forward and live in their truth, and mm -hmm. that this where what what you're going through does not determine your value, worth, or your destination. That you can recover, heal, and grow from whatever point you are at. And when we don't make that normal, they feel like, oh, this is tainting me. Yes, or this right. is devaluing me, or right. this is some type of way changing my ability to be loved or to give love, or and, you know, and and receive love. And so when we don't, uh, you know, create a spaces where people can tell their truth, live in their truth, and grow, heal, heal, and recover from that, then they don't they don't feel the the value in being honest or in coming forward or in removing yourself from the situation. And it takes years to get to that point on your own, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it's probably a little bit of embarrassment there, you know, owning it. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. I can see that. The abuser definitely makes them think, you know, from time to, well, throughout that I'm really all you need. You know, especially mm -hmm. if you have a financial, someone who's being abused financially where they, they don't even get their own money in their pockets. Like you walk in here with this check and you put it in my hand immediately. And I have to ration you now a little bit of money so that you can go do the things like I'm providing you your care with your mm -hmm. hard earned stacks. Like this yeah. is a whole problem right here. <laughs> you know, so when just all of those things right there, now you've got me dependent on you just for my very survival, but I made that money. Right. Mm hmm. Hmm. So uh, back to a point that you guys were making earlier when it comes to counseling, does your organization offer that counseling? Like once that victim is maybe on their feet um, with a job or whatever their situation is, is it as is it continuous? If yes. they need counseling, do you kind of got aid them for as long as they need it or are they released? Oh, no, we aid them for as long as they need it. As long as they mm -hmm. want to come to the counseling sessions in the groups, mm -hmm. we are here for them. We have licensed therapists on our board. We have energy healers and, you know, um, mindset coaches. We have, life, you know, life coaches. We have people, like I said, a plethora of just resources on the board and off of the board. So however long they need us, um, we're there for them. Again, I'm going to plug for that transitional house, though. So we need everybody to go to the website because at the bottom is a little donate button and every dollar adds up. We're going to keep continuing to put everything we have together with our grant writing and so on and so forth to eventually have this transitional house. Okay. So there's plenty of property, vacant properties that uh, maybe was an old school, mm -hmm. um, uh, old hospital. Um, are there grant? Not, I understand. you heard you say grant. Are there grant money out there to help to convert those places into uh, 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 housing for domestic violent victims? Uh, I do know that homes and stuff can be donated. Now we have grants. I'm not familiar with that lane. Mm -hmm. Obviously, that's not the lane that I'm in per right, se, totally. Right. Um, but we do have grant writers on our team that take up you know that sort of thing for right. us. because you know again i come from a domestic violent home and that touches me um it, it touches my heart when 
about anybody that become a victim of because of what I have experienced. Mm-hmm. And I asked that question because it may, maybe I, I might want to look into it as well. Mm-hmm. Okay. I definitely can get you some information on it and see what, you know, yes. I can do to connect you with the, one of the grant writers that can at least give you the information. Yeah. Well, Terry mm-hmm. has another question he wants to ask, I think, is that the mind of, a, of an abuser is a complex one. Does she think? Does you think it's a chemical imbalance in the brain? That's that's an interesting question, and the first time I've ever been asked something like that. Yeah. I'm sure that um, a chemical imbalance of any sort would could probably have the possibility, you mm-hmm. know, of causing someone to be unstable and not just thinking properly and correctly. Um, I don't know, like by by like a number or percentage mm-hmm. of how many people that you know, that might make up or mm-hmm. any studies or anything that, that validate that specifically, but I, it could very well be. I, I, I I'm going to say this. I think it is because mm-hmm. I, I witnesses, I've saw it. And, um, and, uh, of course, you know, I have a little chemical imbalance myself. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm sorry, it's, it's, it's controllable, you know. You know I, I mean, I knew I was a little off here, but and the brain wouldn't get enough oxygen, and I knew I was all messed up. So, you know, I, I take one a day, and I, you know, I'm good to go, you know. But I, I'm not ashamed of it. I, mm-hmm. I, I, I let everyone know that, hey, yes, I, I do have a chemical imbalance. And if I didn't tell you, you would have never known because mm-hmm. of my, the way I am. Uh, I, I, I take care of my business. I take, in other words, I take care of my medication uh, every day. It, it's like a, a, a take one pill a day and everything else go away. You know? mm-hmm. <laughs> but, <laughs> <laughs> but again, well, I, I, and I mean that's a good question. But I think that question would apply to both abuser and victim because you might mm-hmm. have to have a chemical imbalance to sometimes endure some of these things. Yeah, Something yeah. may be chemically imbalanced in your brain as well. Maybe you need some medicine to balance you out to let you know this is not right. Right. There you go. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. right. Very good. Very good. Right. Mm-hmm. right. And, and you know, one thing about it, uh, and I know, is because you know, saying when a, a person with a chemical imbalance does things, and then there's nobody fault but yours, not mine. And when the brain does not get enough rest. And everybody, let me just, just say that, everybody has some type of imbalance. I agree. Okay? And it's up to you or that person, if they don't recognize it, because they're not going to recognize it mm-hmm. themselves, has to be, and because of black people, and I hate to say it this way, but we don't believe in counseling. We don't mm-hmm. need to believe in therapy. We don't believe in going to the doctor and say, Doc, let me lay on the sofa. Mm-hmm. Okay? No, I because, can. I mean, we, we're not going to do that because we, we are just, hey, we just, uh, hey. We I, just have it all together. Yeah, we, yeah, we just have it all no, together. No, are we right. been conditioned <laughs> yeah. to. Or we've been conditioned to pray about it or take it to the mm-hmm. Lord and pray or go yeah, to church. Uh, yeah. And oftentimes it's not just that. And I believe in God and I believe in church, but some of these things 
need to be addressed in therapy and counseling, like Tony said. We can't just pray about some of these things. Right. Some things we need to go see a psychiatrist. We need to go see a therapist. We need to go see somebody that's clinically licensed to handle the mental issues that we are facing, not just take it to the Lord in prayer. While that's a good answer, that's not the end all be all. If you have high blood pressure, you're going to go to a doctor. So if you have a mental issue, you probably need to see somebody medically inclined to deal with your mental issue. And I think that we haven't normalized mental health and mental health issues enough in the black community. It creates a little bit of uh, issue on the abuser and the recipient, you know, on the victim, because the victim is thinking, I'm going to just pray about it. And I mean, but God might have just sent you a boat, a train and a plane to get out of the situation and you ignoring it because maybe you got some type of imbalance, too. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. So and it starts at a young age, too. It starts young and we can't grow up to be a crazy little road lizard, you know? <laughs> but, and a lot you know, of times it's learn a lot of learned behavior too. Right. You know, like right, I said, when you come right. from the household that's that's acting like that and they see that all the time, you know, right. they come to school, they don't know how to manage anger, right. they're frustrated. Right. I mean, that happens though with kids now. I mean, it's so much I feel like there's just a sensory overload of things going on. That's you constantly right. have the TV going, you got the games going, and, and I'm just speaking as far as the, mm-hmm. the kids right now. You got the games going. I know my nephew, I will go in there and have to pull him off, and the whole time he's playing something where he's just blowing people's brains up, you know, and just right. this game is like way too much. Right. So I feel like um, a lot, it's just a lot of, a whole bunch of things that can put these kids in a state of where they just are frustrated and they have anger management issues. Absolutely. I agree with you. I agree with you. I, re- I agree with you. Mm-hmm. So, you know, uh, but as a witness, I, I, I am truly uh, uh, into de- defeating this, if I can, man, may I say. You know, and I used to ask myself all the time in prayer, you know, I said, Lord, why did you get, put me with this? This illness, you know, and I would pray for it all the time because I, it was uncontrollable, you know. I was a good guy for five, for five, three hours, and I was a hell of a guy. I was a red hell raiser for the next 15, 20 minutes, and like, ooh, did I do that? And hey, everybody, how you doing? Everybody's good? Like, it's nothing happened. But I, it reminded me, it remind, my, I reminded myself, and it reminded me, wait a minute, you acting just like back then when you were growing up as a child. You acting like your dad. Do you want to grow up that way? And I caught myself and I, and I seeked help. And that would save me. Because as at my age back then, they didn't, give, they didn't have the, 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 the medication to... to, to uh, to help you, I mean, they'll say you are oh, you just you just half ass crazy, you know. Uh, but yeah, you're a, just putting on, or yeah, you just acting you just, like that. You, you just, know, you acting you like know, your you dad. Are you just like your daddy, yeah. you know? But you know, but I knew that I didn't want to, I didn't want to live that life. And, and mm-hmm. anybody around me, I wanted to be loving and peace, and, and, mm-hmm. and I just couldn't stand that, I, and, and I hated it. And and I, I seek professional help on my own to make sure that. 
I was taken care of. And today I can say, hey, yes, I'm, I'm good to go, you know. But like I said, I got to take that one a day. <laughs> you, know? <laughs> you know, one a day. And so I would tell my dad, you know, as I, when I got older and he was older and he had slowed down and he was changed his life and he was in the Lord. He was crying. And I would tell him, I said, you know, have you ever thought about going to see a psychiatrist? He said, for what? Ain't nothing wrong with me. There's something wrong with you. <laughs> you <know? laughs> they didn't believe in it, you know? No, not at all. No, no. The whole family was crazy. You know, all of them. Men, 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 and you know, Linnell, you know you're a Renfro, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Baby, she like, Tony, don't do that. She like, Tony, do not do that. How many she people like, Tony, watching what you? is wrong with you? You know what? Every time we have a guest on, Tony, you do some shit you oh, don't have no business doing. I, I couldn't I could let, could let that slide, but I had to. It, was, it had to come. But, Guilty by association. Yeah, That's really yeah, what this yeah. is turning into. <laughs> but, but, Linnea, it's so good to have you. And uh, uh, wait a minute, I want to go back to the board again because it's getting good. I'm getting more and more and more. I, I want to keep you. I want to keep us long tonight. But let me go here to. Uh, let's say here, domestic. Domestic started when you was dating. When now domestic abuse wasn't started when I was dating. It must have happened when you was dating Kim. <laughs> now I don't understand that one. Domestic abuse starts when you're dating. Oh, it starts when you're dating. I don't know. Did it, did it start with you with dating uh, Linnell? I mean, it it can start really at any time if you get with the wrong, you know, you get right, with the yeah, wrong right, somebody right. around yeah. you. So I I would agree that that's true as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, we have to teach the kids the, the warning of this, and uh, yes, uh, I, I you know any type of 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 uh, not just physically, but any any type of mentally. Uh, abuse can affect a child or a spouse. It doesn't matter. It's not. It's not prejudice. It, it, it can affect anybody. Mm-hmm. And um, any drama, dramatic, dramatic drama, a kid mm-hmm. needs to see therapy. I need to see therapy. Period. I don't care. I don't care how bad it look. It doesn't look bad. It looks good when you go and right. see about therapy. Mm-hmm. And I want to encourage those. Who have a child that is just, that has that's witnesses has witnessed it, and um, and growing up, and I don't, you don't want your child to to be a common copy of that. I would suggest that you seek therapy, seek that child's therapy. You might need to seek therapy too. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. I mean the, the, the spouse. I mean the person, the parents need to see, uh, seek uh, therapy. I know if that therapy was around when I was around, I'll still be. <laughs> it's not too late. It's not, it's not too late. It's never too late. Never too late. You know, I'm, I'm bypassed the sofa duty. <laughs> but anyway, guys, I, it's it's wait a minute. I have somebody here that this looks good. Let me. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna do this. You know, uh, Kim Bruce R. Dixon. She said my grandfather was abusive. My grandmother saw signs. When they were dating, but she did not know to pay attention to the signs. Mm-hmm. Baby, I'm gonna check those signs out. I think because they start out, they start out maybe just maybe sporadic. You know, like how when you're in love, like you really don't want to make anybody mad off top anyway. Right. So you know, you're you're having this good time, it's fun, but then something will happen. And then, like in my uh, case, the first time that it happened was he pushed me. 
Mm-hmm. And he kind of pushed me and I was like, did he mean to do that? You know, right. or whatever the case is, but I thought surely he didn't mean to do that. You know, and drugs also fueled him behind the scenes. Uh-huh. He would get upset because he would disappear for a few days here and there at a time. And just even that a genuine concern, like, well, where, where have you been? Uh-huh. You know, anything could have happened. Then I'm getting jacked up. I'm asking mm-hmm. too many questions. And mind you, this individual was 10 years older than me. I was no. 17 at the time. Oh, he so he, man. yes, he was. Yeah. And so um, the warning signs, they, they are definitely there. I can leave some here if you'd like. I can run through a list of some of the warning signs. Um, one is telling you that you never do anything right, kind of always coming down on you, mm-hmm. right? Just giving you that, the verbal negatives, mm-hmm. showing extreme jealousy of your friends or time you spend away from them. Mm-hmm. Like you can't go anywhere really, you know, mm-hmm. you get in question just beyond belief mm-hmm. for this five minutes that you're not in that person's presence, mm-hmm. preventing or discouraging you from spending time with friends, family members, or peers. Absolutely. That comes from me needing to isolate you. Mm-hmm. So if I isolate you, well, then I can do whatever I want to you. And half the time, you know, your family's not going to come looking for you because you haven't been around or mm-hmm. you're not really talking to them that sort of thing. Anything insulting, demeaning, or shaming you, especially in front of other people, you know, want to um, dominance, control, want to exhibit that in front of others, mm-hmm. preventing you um, from making your own decisions, including about working or attending school, controlling your finances in the household without discussion, you know, taking your money away from you or refusing to provide money for necessary expenses, which we talked about a little bit earlier. Mm-hmm. Pressuring you to have sex or perform sexual acts you're not comfortable with. No is still no at some point, you know, regardless of when it's said, that's that's just what it is. Mm-hmm. Pressuring you to use drugs or alcohol, keep you in an inebriated state, then you can do whatever, you know, you're going to do what I tell you to do half the time anyway. Mm-hmm. Okay. Intimidating you through threatening looks or actions. I got good with that. Like, he would grab me by my throat or I remember the first time he just hauled up and punched me in my mouth, you know, and sent me over a coffee table. So by the time I got over the excruciating pain of this migraine, you just, <laughs> you just mm-hmm. gave, you know, gave me now, if we're out and you just kind of even give me a certain look, I'm not going to say anything, you know, I'm not going to react to that. And luckily, let me tell you, I'm one of the lucky ones. Cause honey, it didn't take too many times of that. <laughs> I wasn't the one who, you know, just stayed in that for consecutive years. I know I have to go. Mm-hmm. Um, insulting your parenting, threatening to harm or take away your children or pets. That was his next recourse of action with me because we had a daughter mm-hmm. during that time. Now I'm 17 with the baby. Wow. So in my mind, I don't know how I'm going to take care of her. I want her dad there because my dad, you know, was kind of in right. and out. Love right. him so right. much. But that's just a cycle. Right. Easily just to accept it. Right. right? Intimidating you with weapons, guns, knives you know, different things like that Um, and destroying your belongings or your home. Mm -hmm. I'm working hard for it. You're tearing up everything that I'm trying to accomplish. Keeps keep me feeling like I'm being set back all the time. It still feels like you said, embarrassing. It's a blemish. I don't want to talk about it. I worked for you're still in, you know, still in my way. I can't replenish it. So those are some of the warning signs, Um, you know, and even with these, these younger kids, well, they grow up into that if they don't get the proper counseling. But it's just watching the kids, too, for things like if you know you're getting called to school all the time because the best thing that your son can do is fight every time he has a problem. 
you know, then yeah, we need to get this young man in therapy, figure out what those triggers are. Why, why is he so mad all the time? Right, right. Why is right. he so mad? I'm really hoping in this day and age where we're now, everybody's enlightened, everybody's healing, everybody's got a life coach, everybody, you know, I'm really hoping that it might not be immediate, but the wave of like people getting into meditation and just that self-reflection and just, I'm really hoping that we see, I'm sorry, I thought that was my, that we see that turn around. It's going to take, you know, like the generational curses obviously have been set and set and set and set. So now I'm hoping that this self-awareness period that we're all being enlightened to, it's not going to be now, but it's going to set the stage maybe for people to understand therapies being talked about a lot more, you know, mm-hmm. uh, um, meditation to calm your nerves and, and different outlets are out there. So I'm just hoping that this is the beginning of the movement that's going to kind of help, you know, along yeah. with God being by our side and prayer and all these other things that we know how to do right. that eventually we'll see some sort of turnaround in these numbers. Yes. Amen. I'm, I'm hoping for that as well. Our time is up and I appreciate you cousin. Oh, thank uh, you. Danielle <laughs> Renfro Falk. Uh, she is from Fresno, Texas. She's uh, 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 on the board of We, our, uh, we are survivors. our Survivors uh, yes. Foundation and also a advocate for the National Domestic Violence Awareness. Mm-hmm. We appreciate you and we would love to have uh, those who watched and listened to it to share it with those uh, their friends, neighbors, and loved ones because it is very important that we kind of uh, try to prevent a lot of this from happening and mm-hmm. I don't want to educate you as well. For the month of October, we have so many things going on on Knowledge's Power Podcast this month. We've got guests that are going to be joining us from the, the Breast Council mm-hmm. um, Cancer Month and uh, Breast Cancer Month, I'm sorry. Uh, and um, I think we're going to have the Blindness Month as well, right? Yes, and we're going to have an advocate. Yeah, the Blindness. Yeah. We're going to have that. Um, and, and we're going to have guests here uh, all every week uh, on those three topics. So, uh, again, thank you, Linnell, for joining us. And I hope you uh, join us as well. Any, okay. any, any lasting words? Nothing. Any closing words. No uh, closing uh, words. Just take care of each other. Yes, you know, we, we are here only for a short time as it is, so right, we need to really love on one another. That's right. Yeah. That's my favorite. That's my favorite word. Love. God, oh, <laughs> love. I have a passion to love. You know, <laughs> and uh, if I can't do that every day, I just, I'm just, it ain't me. Okay. So I tried to love and care. I got, you know, we still have faults. I have my faults. But, Lord, I just love to keep loving with it. There, <laughs> Me too. I love, I love people. I love, I love it, baby. I love it. Because I'm about to ask you because, you know, we down the line now, though. You know, we ain't that close. You know? <laughs> <laughs> That's that this won't be the last time this won't be the last time we definitely now need to get in the same place i would love to come there and meet everyone and um yeah just have a good time yeah great great we thank you so much uh francis and ladonna have anything you want to say sweetheart 
I do. Thank you so much for your work and your supporting um, such an important cause to your community. And just keep doing what you're doing and loving one another. I love that. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for watching Knowledge is Power Podcast Live. Be sure to like and subscribe to all Knowledge is Power social media pages.